as being lesser human beings or subhuman. And uh, that was uh, President Jacob Zuma addressing the memorial service of late SACP leader Chris Hani. So for uh, another perspective on this, we join on the line by Managing Director at Diversity, uh, Teresa Oakley-Smith. Jerry, thanks for speaking to us once again. Great pleasure, Sakina. So uh, what is your reaction to President Jacob Zuma's view that these marches uh, demonstrated that racism is still alive? It's very interesting to me how race which is definitely prevalent in South Africa, but is, is used as a sort of convenience from time to time. If you remember, Sakina, back in January 2016, after the State of the Nation address, Zuma was heard, to, President Zuma was heard to say, there is no racism in South Africa. We live in a non-racial society. We cannot uh, brush the whole white community with racism because of a few isolated cases. So, I mean, I think racism is one of those issues that is always used when it is convenient. But I want to make it very clear, Sakina, that racism is still alive and well in South Africa. And I was at Pretoria, and it was very disappointing to see that although the vast majority of white people that were marching were marching in solidarity, were marching with black people, and with a kind of respect, looking to black people for leadership, there were one or two, and one memorable one in Cape Town, in fact, a woman holding up a bunch of bananas. And there were uh, people who had pictures of the president depicted as a baboon. But these were few and far between. It is not acceptable, Sakina. And I think, you know, what I would have liked to see was us as white people stepping forward and saying, you can't do this. This is not acceptable. This is racist. You are destroying our ability to march with other South Africans when you do this. And it's, it's because um, some white South Africans tend to focus only on um, the personal aspects of President Zuma. They talk about the fact that he was undereducated without realizing that he was in prison for so many years. Um, they, they talk about all of the negatives. It's easy to do that. We can all do that. But this march was not about the personal negatives of President Zuma. It was about state corruption. It was about state capture. And these um, slidings into racist remarks just undermine our ability to stand together as South Africans. So when we look at a march like this, where uh, people come together across the racial divides um, to unite for a common purpose, what are some of the opportunities that something like this actually provides a South African society that is struggling with social and racial cohesion? I think it does um, provide an opportunity for us in the same status way to look at each other, to engage each other, um, and to, to have discussions. Because, as you would know, Sakina, on a march there are hours when you're waiting around, when you're marching, and when you would have an opportunity. But what I would like to see is that these marches 
are followed up by far more serious um, discussions, debates, dialogues around race, where the many white people who were prepared to march against corruption on Friday and presumably um, tomorrow on Wednesday are also prepared to engage in debate and discussion. Because otherwise I can see race beginning to be very, very polarizing. I don't know if you saw what um, the mayor of Kululeni uh, said yesterday, Muzandile Masina. He said things might, he was talking about white, um, say, white save South Africa, he describes it as. Um, things might get very rough, he said. It might be very rough. And we are many and you are through, few. This is not a threat. We are many, but it might get very rough. Now, that comes across to me as quite a serious threat um, and a reminder of how few white people are in South Africa, obviously, um, and how many black people are in South Africa. And I think it really behoves those of us that are white, that enjoy privilege, to really get out there and begin these discussions and dialogues so we can really understand what the issues are that are so painful for black South Africans and we can begin to show empathy. And the question that uh, many black South Africans have is, um, would this lead to greater empathy from white South Africans in joining in marches uh, whereby they may not be directly affected, but to join in solidarity with black South Africans when they march for certain causes? You know, Sakina, I would like to think so, but I really doubt it. I think um, it's a very good feeling. You know, it's a feeling that we're even beginning to impinge on the old myth of the Rainbow Nation, which died many years ago. That feeling of solidarity, a bit like 2010, you know, we're all in this together. But the sad reality is that when we go home, we're not all in this together. We're going home to very different situations. We white people are privileged. There is no getting away from it. Even if we were born after 1994, we still enjoy the privileges that our white skins give us. So, yes, let's march. But let's use the marches as an opportunity to try and understand black lives. I mean, the movement in the States of Black Lives Matter has been, I think, quite profound. And as we as South African white people could really try and understand the lived experiences of black South Africans, not just on the day when they're marching and we're marching with them, but to really kind of understand, you know, what are the issues? How do black people live? How does my helper get to work in the morning? What time does she have to get up to feed her kids? Um, Why is land such an important issue for black people? If we could really have dialogues that explored those kind of issues, then we might have a way of genuinely reaching out and being one in this country. Well, Terry, thanks for your time this morning. That was the Managing Director at Diversity, uh, Teresa Oakley-Smith. 104.4, the home.